Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Podcast. The Rams are the champs. The champs have arrived. The world witnessed Los Angeles take the football, Lombardi, and put it in downtown LA, Inglewood, actually, to be exact, but the parade going to the uh, Coliseum, LA. It is the city of champions. The Rams did the thing. The Rams are the team to beat. I mean, goodness. What a year. What a season. What a Super Bowl. It was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. And I'm just here to break it all down for you guys. This is Ivan. Check me out at Say Something Podcast Instagram. Wow, I'm just, I'm still I'm 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 still trying to get over the fact that football's done. I love doing these pods. I love um, just the season. Uh, I can't wait for next season. Uh, but let's let's talk about it. The the Rams are that team, evidently. And your boy got his pick, and I'm not I'm not going to take too much credit because uh, obviously the Rams were favored, but I was nervous. The Bengals had me nervous. the The Bengals had me questioning everything I ever knew about football, and which is not much. But I mean, I was kind of skittish. Uh, I didn't. I was not very confident when I made that pick. If you if you heard the last pod. Uh, you know that I was a little off on it uh, when I made the pick, and I and I and I also talked about how the Bengals, you know, could end up pulling this win uh, very very quickly uh, if the Rams um, made it to where they had an opportunity, and so uh, I felt like the destiny was in 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 their own hands. Uh, they were controlling their own destiny. And uh, that's exactly what they did. So congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams, world champions, Super Bowl champions, NFL Super Bowl champs. Wow. I mean, I've I've been here 30, 32 years on this planet. I'm born and raised here in L.A. And I've never seen an L.A. team win a Super Bowl until last Sunday. That's how special it is. Now, you know, I understand that, you know, the city of Los Angeles historically, you know, they've, they've held Super Bowls before, but it, it this is live. We live. This is our time, baby. And, you know, it, it's just so great. It's just so awesome. Uh, and to do it, they were the last team uh, to win a championship out of the three major teams in LA. First, it was the Dodgers, then it was the Lakers, and now the LA Rams. Everybody was looking at them, everybody was waiting on y'all, and y'all did it. So, congratulations! It's, it, it, it's amazing. Um, new stadium, all star team. Uh, you know, the, the old fans, they're OGs, gotta give them props. And the new fans, hey, you know, it's L.A. It's our city. Like, this is what we live for, right? We, re- we rep the Dodgers. We rep the Lakers. And now we rep the Rams. So 
it's just so hard not to root for them as a LA citizen. And so, you know, just want to, just want to keep them, keep them going, keep building on this championship, um, to hopefully build, uh, one of the best franchises in the league. Uh, the Rams, this is their second, uh, world championship, second Super Bowl, And, uh, it's, um, it's great. I mean, it comes at a time where the league is at its peak. It's peaking and and it's it's growing like crazy. Um, so great time to be Super Bowl champions. Um, and uh, and what a game! I mean, what a game! Uh, not super high scoring. A lot of people felt like it was going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I had a feeling that. It may not be as high scoring as everyone thought. Uh, both of these offenses obviously dynamic. I think that's where that was coming from. But overall, the the the, the game, um, the defenses were not too bad on either side. I mean, these defense. It was a, it it became a defensive game for a good part of it. Um, with obviously some offense in there, uh, you know, there's definitely some really, really great plays. Um, you know, OBJ got injured. Um, you know, I feel like that may have hindered, uh, the Rams offense. I mean, you know, OBJ has been such a big part of their run. Um, but he didn't leave without scoring a touchdown first. So he did it the right way, scored a touchdown, Obviously, unforeseen circumstance, got injured. Um, it is what it is. Couldn't play the rest of the game. Um, but that's the thing about the Rams. I mean, they, they've been finding ways to win. Um, they've made it hard on themselves uh, with the turnovers. Uh, and they actually are an anomaly. I mean, they, they are one of those teams that somehow, I mean, I, I just break it down to this, but somehow they keep winning even though they turn the ball over. That doesn't happen. If you turn the ball over, you're most likely going to lose. You can't do that, especially in the postseason, and win. And somehow, they continue to do it, and that's how good their defense is. That's how good their the offense is. The whole team is so good that they can afford to turn the ball over and still win the game. Not that they're trying to do that, obviously, but, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, there was a turnover in, the, I think it was the third quarter, where I was like, whoa, the Bengals might actually the Bengals might actually do this thing. And that's where I was wrong because I said if I said if the Rams continue to turn the ball over the way they've been doing, the way they did against the Bucks, and the way that I mean, you know, they almost lost the game to Frisco. Jaquise Tart, you know, dropped the interception. Um but that would have been, you know, we we might have been watching Niners Bengals in the Super Bowl if he caught that ball, and so it's just it's just crazy. It's just absolutely nuts. They are like the low percentage of teams that have won the Super Bowl with uh, uh, with more turnovers, uh, and, and and it's it, it, they've added to that number now. So it's 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 really great that they won the Super Bowl. Um, just a good game all around. Uh, but that was an interesting interesting note there. And um, you know, guys that stood out definitely Aaron Donald. Uh, kind of quiet throughout the game, but. You know, he did come up in the end, and he came up big. I mean, he made a stop. Um, you guys you guys watched it. it. It was awesome to see him just pull the running back, Samaj P. Ryan backwards, holding him short of the first down, and then, you know, on that last play, having him just sack Joe Burrow. I mean, just come through the just overpower. The dude is 
elite strength, um, all pro, right? I mean, we know Aaron Donald, so he, he did his thing, and, and, and he, he came up big, and he said, ring me. <laughs> you know, he, he does the ring me pose, you know, with the pointing to his, to his ring finger. Uh, and he got his ring. He got his ring. Um, you know, I felt like, I felt like these Rams had a chance against new England. I, I really, really felt it was a low scoring game, defensive struggle as well. Um, you know, the Patriots made uh, a couple more plays, a few more plays than they did. And they ended up getting the W there. Um, but this game was pretty clean. Not a lot of penalties called. But we're going to talk about the penalties that were called, as well as some that weren't. Uh, so the one, the, the the biggest one that that people have been talking about is the last call on the holding for the linebacker on Cincy uh, on Cooper Cup. So people are upset, right? Especially Bengals fans are upset um, because they had already. Um, put the Rams in a, in a bad situation, essentially, uh, I think it was third and long at the, uh, in the red zone. So, um, they just needed one more stop and that, that gave them a fresh set of downs, that flag that they did throw. Um, so the Rams were able to capitalize eventually scoring touchdowns, Cooper cup, uh, Matthew Stafford touchdown pass. So that gave them the lead, and it, it, they're upset about it, understandably so. I mean, if you look at the replay, there's not a lot of holding. I mean, there's definitely, you know, every play you can say there's holding. Um, it's just like, where are they going to call it? They're not going to call it. Um, you want to see the obvious ones get called, and you want to see these kinds of plays not get called. Um, they're just, to me, in my opinion, there just wasn't enough to make that call. However... Um, it's not my job to throw the flags or pick up the flags. I'm not the referee in the NFL. Uh, you know, that that's their job. And, you know, whoever threw it, you know, it, they, like I said, for the most part, it was a clean game. You know, not a lot of penalties. So I can't say, you know, that they, that they really controlled the, the narrative of this game. Um, they basically made the call that they thought in real time was the right call. And it stood and it it. it Help the help the Rams win. Now it's not the first time that uh, there's been controversy over calls. Um, it happens all the time. It happens in, in regular season games um, and in postseason. It's magnified and in the, especially in the Super Bowl. So um, am I going to sit here and say that that's the reason that the Rams won? No. Um, and we're talking about the non call because there was a um, pass interference that took uh, for, with T Higgins to start off the second half uh, T Higgins um, took it to the house and he he caught a, he caught a, he caught a pass took it to the house after uh, playing handsies with Jalen Ramsey so he basically um, it, from what it looks like in the replay it looks like he uh, pulled his face mask and that caused Ramsey to stumble, fall to the turf, and and it was uh, t- it was tutties after that. So T Higgins, you know, I mean that again, that happens a lot. It's you know, it's not called all the time. It didn't get called this time. It was pretty obvious um, in real time game speed. I don't know. Did the ref miss it? Did the ref ignore it? I mean, I gotta I gotta give him the benefit of the doubt that he missed it. Um, are you saying, hey? You know, I saw a meme, uh, you know, the, the refs with, uh, you know, uh, blind refs, and it's just kind of funny. But, I mean, hey, are, are they turning a blind eye? I, I don't know. I hope not. You know, it's definitely not, wouldn't be a good thing for the integrity of the game. It's just one of those things where, you know, got I got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I, I watch the sport 
because I do feel like to, to a certain extent there is some integrity and that it does come down to who makes more plays. And some calls go your way, some calls don't, you know. And so that one went their way. There was no call. The one over, And there was definitely uh, evidence uh, after looking at the replay that, that was definitely face mag uh, grabbed his face mask, head turns completely the other way. Um, guy gets knocked down to the ground and all of a sudden you're wide open, take it for a touchdown, right? So, I mean, that right there, free touchdown, a lot of people are saying, um, versus a non-holding call on Cooper Cup, which um, wouldn't have necessarily resulted in a touchdown, but they did they did throw the flag and it gave him the fresh set that ended up being the game-winning touchdown. But again, there was a lot of great plays. Cincinnati defense, um, the run game was completely just non-existent. Something I talked about in the last pod um, with uh, Cam Akers just averaging um, the worst yards per carry average in the postseason or will minimum amount of carries that qualify um, since he returned and, and in the postseason. And, he, you know, I think it was like 2.8 yards per carry. It just it was just not there. And, and, and I was surprised to see that they were running the ball. A lot of people were surprised to see Sean McVay come out running the ball. Um, it was it was just uh, it was just a strategy that they had and kind of playing what they were giving them. And, you know, they were playing coverage. They came out running the ball. And um, it, it ended up working out. I mean, it, it's it's good to have a run game. I mean, as non-existent or weak as it is, you know, it keeps the defense somewhat honest. And 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 Cincinnati was keeping them honest in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, like I said, you know, they they weren't really um, able to be as explosive as explosive as I'm sure they wanted to be. Um, Cooper Cup, you know, made his catches. Uh, like I said, Odell, he caught his touchdown. That was one-on-one coverage. And that's the thing is, like, you can't double everyone all the time. So, you know, Odell was in the end zone by himself. He got a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup with two touchdowns. Uh, the last one, single coverage. Again, you would think they would double the guy. I mean, he only gets open all the time. But it kind of suspect uh, play calling there on the defensive side for, for the Bengals. Um, but for the most part, they, they held it down. They held their own. Um, and But those are the plays. Those are the, those are the things that make a difference, regardless of the calls from the refs. Um, if they would have doubled Cooper Cup on that play, would he have caught the touchdown? Maybe. But chances are that he probably uh, may have been locked down and Matthew Stafford would have had to look elsewhere. And with no OBJ, with no Tyler Higby, um, that might have been uh, what helps you win the Super Bowl. But uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Uh, the Rams are the champs. Uh, the Bengals, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, they have a young core, young team. Um, you know, obviously both of these teams have some business decisions to make. Um, but hey, congrats to the Bengals making it further than they thought they could make it further than anybody gave them credit for. Um, they're in a very tough division now with Big Ben gone. Um, you know, still a lot to see what happens in that division with the Steelers. A lot of questions. Baker Mayfield, is he going to get extensions? Not going to get extension. You know, that's obviously another team that's, uh, trying to figure it out. 
Um, so it's between them and the and the Ravens uh, and Lamar Jackson. You know he's he he he's uh, all world talent. So uh, it's going to be him, Joe Burrow, leading these two teams um, in the near future, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so they they should have an opportunity to be back in the playoffs. Uh, we'll see what kind of off season they have. Historically, they don't like to spend money. The owner is very frugal when it comes to free agent acquisitions. Um, and you could tell. I mean, this team made it with a young quarterback. Uh, on a rookie contract, and Jamar Chase is a rookie. Um, you know, all the guys on this team, a lot of the guys on this team, uh, you know, they're they're just good players um, that have come in through free agency, um, but have not broke the bank. So just uh, you know, uh, shout out to the GM for the Bengals. Um, don't know his name, but he obviously is doing a great job there. Um, good analytical department, I hear. Um, the guy that does their um, analytics. And um, overall, you know, the Rams, uh, I mean, the Rams have done it all. The Rams have gone all in uh, and it paid off. And so uh, here you have two examples of uh, Moneyball, right, versus the New York Yankees here. Now, in a salary cap league, it, it, it costs you when you go all out, but... If you win the Super Bowl, it's worth it. <laughs> and if you don't win the Super Bowl, it, all bad. Um, it's Super Bowl or bust if you go all in like that. Uh, Rams don't have a first round pick for for a couple years at least, few years. So, um, but they got Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in the league. They got they got um, Odell Beckham, one of the best receivers in the league. Um, they got Matthew Stafford, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it, it added on to two guys like Aaron Donald, who they who they drafted and, and, and has been with them, uh, homegrown talent. Um, and then other, you know, promising rookies like Cam Akers and making trades for Sony Michelle, who came in and helped when Henderson was injured and when uh, when Akers was injured as well when he, early in the season. So um, just making moves. So congrats to their GM. Uh, just an amazing job. And overall, just the organization, um, just very, very top of the line organization right now. Uh, you love to see it. Um, you know, Chargers. Hopefully you're taking notes because, um, you know, you guys got the talent, but you, you guys are really close. Um, Another L.A. team here, um, but we'll see what happens there. And uh, congrats to the Minnesota Vikings. My boys are bringing Kevin O'Connell. It is official. He is coming to Minnesota. So Minnesota is signing Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator, who's going to be joining us with his ring, Super Bowl champion, coach, offensive coordinator, now head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm really excited about this hire. Sean McVay Jr. is what I'm calling him. I mean, the guy knows the system that Ellie's offense, one of the best offenses in the league. Um, I'm super excited. I feel like it's going to be such a great scheme to run with Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, uh, Dalvin Cook. It's going to be amazing. I mean, if you have, if you play fantasy football next year, get yourself some purple people ears. Get yourself some Vikings. Um, it's going to be uh, fun. Just like this year, you know, if, if, I, I had a lot of Bengals on my team. Um, and if you had Cooper Cup on your team, you probably either won your league or you were at least in the playoffs. So, um, anyways, this is for the fantasy pod. We'll, we'll save all this for later. Uh, we'll talk more about fantasy, but I'm just saying, watch out for our offense. It was already good. Now you're going into a year um, with a new head coach that was an offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams, who had one of the best offenses. It's over. It's over. 
So I don't know about the Rams repeating because they got to get through the Vikings now. Just joshing with y'all. That's my, that's the Viking fan in me. Um, but again, I'm also digging the Rams. I'm not quite bandwagoning onto the Rams, but I definitely am feeling the Rams and uh, definitely going to uh, support them as long as they're local and everything like that. But my heart is with the Vikings. Just got to make that clear. And so I'm super stoked to have uh, Kevin O'Connell join um, our, our our organization who um, is just Super Bowl or bust as well. I mean, we're, but we have to make moves. We have to do the same things, which hopefully the new GM uh, will help us to put the right team together that can give us an opportunity to get to where the Bengals got this year. Because um, I don't think anybody's going to really pick the Vikings to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, nobody picked the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl, like I said. Anything's possible. We'll see. NFL, that's why we love it. That's why we watch. Um, but yeah, Bengals, bright future. Got an opportunity to compete. That's all you want. Opportunity uh, meets preparation. That's where luck comes from. So good luck anyways. Um, but yeah, it, they're fun to watch. And uh, they, they will be, uh, you know, with them being so young. So um, on to other news. So with that being said, um, we're going to talk about other news in the NFL. Um, but before we go there, um, to just to wrap up the whole Super Bowl thing, um, the there was some rumors that kind of sprouted before the game um, it, regarding retirement. I don't know if this had to do something with like, you know, Tom Brady retiring or why, you know, I mean, maybe there was some comments made here and there. Um, Sean McVay was the first one. Uh, people were saying that he, he might retire after it, after this season, if he wins the Super Bowl. Um, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, it's just not likely. I mean, the dude's on top of the world, people are saying it would be a good move. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Sean McVay's got a very bright future. He's, he's, he's the youngest coach now to ever win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, yes, you could, and you could go do like a Tony Romo broadcasting, you know, get yourself a fat contract and all that good stuff. But are you really ready to walk away from the game? I mean, Tony Romo played until, you know, the dude couldn't, like, really, like, you know, have broken back, basically. I mean, the the guy was done, right? He's cooked. So, like, Sean McVay, are you really, like, at the point? I mean, you just reached the pinnacle of your career. You just won the Super Bowl. And, I mean, I just saw him today at the parade uh, yelling, run it back, run it back. So, there you go. No retirement, fake news, don't believe it. Sean McVay's coming back, and he's coming for more. Uh, and then you got Aaron Donald retirement rumors. Aaron Donald's done it all in the NFL, obviously, former defensive player of the year. Now he has a ring. I mean, people are saying that's kind of all he wanted, wants to ride off into the sunset. But the guy's a stud. The guy can still play. If he has a passion for this, he sh- he should come back, run it back, Keep it going. I mean, if you don't want to play, that's fine. I mean, these uh, you're set, bro. Aaron Donald's set. He doesn't need to play, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, come on. You got an opportunity to get a second ring. 
I mean, as long as the team can stay together somehow, which it looks like the Rams are going to probably, the way they've been making moves, they're probably going to figure out a way to keep keep the team relevant, keep the team competitive, uh, and go for another Super Bowl. Just go for it. I mean, why not? As long as you got guys that are that are there and, and want to do it, go for it. Um, I mean, this is what they do. This is what they've lived their whole lives for, um, for, for moments like these, right? So now, you know, you got a taste of the, uh, of winning. You got a taste of champion, um, celebration and, and, and just everything that goes along with being a champion. And now you hope that you got the Kobe effect, right? Now you're addicted. Now you want more. You got a taste of this. Y'all got to have, I got to have some more, right? You got the Brady effect, right? Where he's just obsessed with winning, and I still don't quite believe that he's done. I still don't quite believe he's done. But that that's that's something we talk about another time. But the the point is, you know, like they've they've got there now, and it's like, how are you gonna walk away now, right? Uh, I understand, uh, you know, a lot of players have done it. You know, kind of walk walk away uh, on top, and that's great. You know, Peyton Manning, the guy was done. The guy was done. Put in his time, he went through a lot of things during his career, injuries and uh, you know, change of teams and uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he got he got a second ring and and retired, rode off into the sunset. Jerome Bettis, same thing, but the guy had miles on him, you know, and it just wasn't worth coming back. These guys are in their prime now. If you're talking about guys like Barry Sanders, uh, and I hate I hate to I hate to put this on on the Detroit fans the Lions fans but I'm just using y'all as an example because y'all suck right I mean so you're the perfect example so no offense Lions fans but guys like Barry Sanders guys like Calvin Johnson who retired um I people some people say in their prime um with gas left in the tank is what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to say they're in their prime, but these guys are some of the all-time greatest players to ever play the game, retiring early, retiring where everybody thought that they could still play um, because there was just they, maybe nothing to play for. Um, they just felt like, hey, I'm stuck here. It's just not going to work. Detroit burned them out. I don't know, but they walked away early in, in, in I mean, they never got a ring, and that's the difference. Is hey, Donald has a ring now. Sure, he could walk away. Um, if Barry Sanders didn't have a passion for the game anymore, Calvin Johnson didn't have a passion for the game anymore. I respect it, but Aaron Donald, if he's if he's still hungry, come back for more, bro. You know, we'll, we'll, we love to watch it. It's awesome, and it, and it's great to see guys you know that have mastered their craft and um, are always looking to get better. And uh, can't wait to see, you know, what other kinds of records he could continue to break or set. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, there's talk about a new contract with Aaron Donald. Um, he wants, he may want to be, um, I don't think I have any quotes proving this, but he may want to become the newest, highest paid player on defense in the NFL, defensive players. So um, currently it's uh, TJ Watt on the Steelers uh, getting paid $28 million per year. Uh, you're getting close to quarterback money up there, right? So uh, Donald, upwards of that, 20, 28, 29, 30 mil a year. Um, who knows? Maybe plays another year or two. Um, pay to man. I mean, pay to man, what can I say? Uh, he's worth it. Um, I mean, 
team's game plan around him. Uh, and he's a generational talent. I mean, and, and again, he's still playing at a all-time level. So, I mean, he's going to be remembered as one of the best ever um, statistically and on film. Um, he, he's, he's a game wrecker, game changer. So pay, pay guys like that, right? Uh, at a position uh, that is... Uh, is is not available everywhere. I mean, um, it, it's just not. Um, and the guy doesn't really get hurt um, in a game where a lot of people get hurt. Um, he's actually pretty durable. Um, but I guess that's always a factor is like, well, you know, do you really want to pay a guy 30 million? He's very physical position. Um, but, you know, at this point, the guy got you a Super Bowl. The guy's been riding with you. Um, I mean, it, like I said, what else are you going to do? You got to keep the band together, pay the guy, figure out everything else and, you know, just work it, try to, try to win another one. Um, but that may be a factor. So we'll see what happens there. Um, obviously the business side of it could get messy sometimes could affect other players as well. So we'll see what happens there, but hopefully they can figure it out. Um, and, uh, speaking of contracts, just want to bring this up because I thought it was interesting. And this is just something that I feel like we're just going to continue seeing. It's been something that's been trending for years now. Um, and unless your name is Tom Brady, uh, who actually also got paid, um, the contractual business negotiations that we see going on now, um, especially with quarterbacks are, are just, um, there, there, there's a lot going on with that right now. Um, the market is definitely high on quarterbacks. I mean, I remember when we signed Kirk Cousins and, you know, I, I was one of those fans that was happy about it, but there was a lot of fan, not only Vikings fans, but just a consensus in general with, uh, people saying that he was way overpaid and was not worth what he got paid. Now, mind you, he is not the highest paid quarterback or one of the highest paid. He, he's, he has a decent contract, but I mean, the point is what these guys are asking for now, I'm talking about Dak money. I'm talking about Mahomes money, right? These guys are just getting fatter and fatter wallets. Uh, You're talking about $40 million quarterbacks uh, per year contracts, quarterback contracts. So the next one up, and it all started with a little bit of a little bit of shade, a little bit of drama being thrown their way. And I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray. All right. Now, I will say this about Kyler Murray. The dude is a baller. OK, that, that, that's that's all I got to say about Kyler Murray. Never known him to be anything else that, other than a baller. Right. So when it comes to business, um, and I don't know the details of it all, I don't know if he had asked for a new contract and maybe they had told him like, no, or we'll see, or we'll, we'll let you know. And I don't know if he's been waiting, um, but he's, he's due, he, he's due and he's letting everybody know that he's due. Um, he unfollowed the Cardinals on social media, which a lot of people say, Hey, that's kind of like middle school stuff, right? That's, that's childish, right? But not really because in the world we live in today, like when when Kyler Murray unfollows the team he plays for and disconnects himself from the team uh, on social media, which is something that most people use now, um, it says a lot. And that's why it, it was a story as soon as it happened. That's why people were speculating as soon as they heard, because it wasn't something that uh, Tom Brady was doing, right? 
I actually don't know if Tom Brady follows the Bucks, but an example I'm giving is like it's not something Matt Stafford is doing. I'm assuming Matt Stafford and Tom Brady follow their respective teams and so on and so forth. You catch my drift. So when Kyler Murray did it, it became a thing because it was obviously a message that was being sent to the organization. If you don't pay me, I will leave. As simple as that. Now, the last situation this reminds me of is the Dak Prescott situation where him and the Cowboys were in negotiations for a while. And there was a lot of debate going on whether they should pay him, not pay him, put him on a um, uh, put him on a um, on a tag franchise tag him. Uh, there was a lot of debate on what to do. And some people thought, hey, just franchise tag him, you know, get him another year. Some people were like, no, just pay him, you know, uh, you know, th- that's enough. And then when he got hurt, that kind of just added to the situation of like, hey, you know, I'm playing on a franchise tag. I got hurt, you know, like I need long term security as a player. And I get that. However, there's always two sides to it, and this is this is from the franchise side of thing. The Cowboys were looking at it like, well, you know, we just good thing we franchise tagged you because if we would have been paying you almost double what we're paying you, you would have got hurt and not played games for us, and we wouldn't had a losing season anyways. So, long story short, we all know Dak's one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Mahomes, Super Bowl champion, Mahomes has earned it, okay? And this is why I say he's the king, because he has a ring. He has MVP. He is one of the youngest, most talented, with one of the brightest uh, futures that we have in the NFL. So I feel like he earned his contract, um, along with Lamar Jackson, also an MVP. Lamar Jackson still has to prove himself in the playoffs, but it's a tough, competitive league. It's not easy to do what Tom Brady has done. Uh, actually, no one's ever done something like that. Um, so it's, it's it's just one of those uh, situations where, you know, everything has to line up. And so, again, the Rams did it. They lined everything up. They won. But now Kyler Murray, who is in the same division as the Rams and the Niners, um, which are the two best teams in that division, the Seahawks are also not a bad team and have a great quarterback in Russell, but Kyler wants to get paid. And I remember when Russell was asking to get paid and he kind of had to twist Seattle's arm to get the contract that he wanted. Since then, what was considered a big contract then obviously continues to rise more and more. Um, and so here we have allegedly what Kyler is asking for is around $50 million per year. All right. So we're getting into NBA money round now for these guys for these players um mind you you know the nba there's a lot more games uh nfl is not as many however definitely more physical game um like i said the league is at its peak the league is growing it's it's a great time you know for uh for 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 nfl fans and just the nfl in general um will kyler murray get 50 it's looking like we're headed that way is Arizona willing to pay this guy $50 million a year? Um, not sure it'll be exactly 50, but um, I mean, what are you going to do? 
I mean, sure, you could draft another guy and and, and do the same thing that you've been doing. However, I mean, this is this is not Kyler's rookie year, you know. And Kyler's due because he's been playing for for some time. When now and now this is the time where you get your real contract, and he just happens to play a position that is in very high demand and not a lot of supply, and he plays that position very very well. Uh, I saw another comment saying, "Hey." Um, go play baseball, Kyler. Uh, again, baseball pays really well. NFL, unfortunately, doesn't pay as well as other sports. Um, and that's for many reasons. Uh, rosters are bigger. Seasons are shorter. Um, it, it, there, there's different reasons for that. However, um, at the way the, the way the quarterback the quarterback market is trending, um, and the recent contracts that we've seen, uh, Kyler Murray is working that working that market he is he is like hey look at the trend this is what i'm worth i know what i'm worth unfollowing you on social media tweet that right so i think he's gonna get something pretty big i don't know if it's gonna be from arizona um they should i mean without kyler we saw you know we saw what they look like um it's not the same team uh, and they've also made some moves to surround Kyler with with some winning talent. They got D Hop for him. Unfortunately, he was hurt, and I really felt like they missed him in the playoffs. But I mean, they're they're there. The Cardinals this last season, they look like the team. They looked really great. Um, they were posed to make a run, and they fell short to the Rams, the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams. So uh, I would do it. I would do it unless I don't want to be relevant or I have a plan to draft another quarterback or maybe, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Get yourself a Jimmy G, uh, you know, and, and, and or, or what are you going to do? Uh, convince uh, Tom Brady to retire in Arizona uh, and come back out of retirement and play for the Cardinals? I mean, the, the, the obvious choice is to just lock in Kyler Murray, who has a very bright future in the NFL, and just just you know suck it up suck it up you got to do it i mean the chiefs did it and they're going to figure things out and they're going to be relevant they're going to be relevant because they have patrick mahomes um the all these other the cowboys did it now i don't know if it's going to pay off for the cowboys because you know they also you know signed zeke to a fat contract which uh, has backfired and they've signed their receivers to big contracts and they've they've just They've done what they've had to do to keep talent, but overall, um, I don't know about their situation. We'll see, because after all, it is the Cowboys, so um, they'll find a way to mess it up. Uh, but enough hating on the Cowboys. It's just all about you know it. It is what it is. You know um, this. This is what it's going to take. And, you know, Kyler could just decide to walk away from the game, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, yes, he he probably wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to, you know, be uh, an MVP. I'm not sure what his personal goals are, but right now his his goal is to get paid. And he's made that clear. So more power to you, brother. 50 milli. Uh, Shoot, man, it's a lot of money for NFL, but that's kind of what it takes now, and you need a quarterback to win. It's simple as that. So stay tuned. Uh, like I said, uh, excited to do the fantasy podcast. Uh, that's going to be closer to the beginning of fantasy season, which is around September. So um, so we'll, we'll load up for that. 
start start getting uh, some some stuff together for that. Um, but we are moving moving on. So this will be the last NFL pod for for a minute um, until we get ready for the next season. Sometime uh, before then, uh, I'll, I'll post on, on social media about it. Uh, and uh, for now, it has been a great year. Um, it's going to be a better year next year for, for this pod, Say Something Podcast, NFL Talk. Um, one of my favorite sports, and I just just love the game and look forward to uh, what next year will bring next season. Um, and just so happy that, you know, we had everything here local. Um, you know, the Rams had the parade here today uh, in L.A., and I wasn't able to go, but it, it just it looked like just a great sight for the city. And uh, hopefully they could do it again next year, um, not at the Vikings' expense, of course, but uh, that's that's why I'm going to watch, and that's why I can't wait uh, to see what happens in the NFC. Um, and uh, also, we'll see you know what happens with other moves. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, where is he going to land? Um, comes back to Green Bay, goes to Denver, who knows, who cares? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a great pod and, uh, stay tuned for, uh, other, other subjects, other topics, uh, that I'm going to be bringing soon. Um, but I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in to the say something pod with your boy, Ivan, Chris, have a good one late. I've taken my bows, my Tune in everything that goes. I thank you all. But it's